Hi there, it's Martin Wardle from Rubs and Adler. Um, one of the most popular interviews we did was actually with Duncan Young of Sanderson Young. Duncan's back with us today just to fill us in on how things have changed in the letting and estate agency world and of course the property world. Hi Duncan, how are you doing? Good morning Martin, yes I'm fine thank you. Um, a little bit longer in the hair and, uh, uh, and probably even a couple of pounds heavier but uh, yeah it's, uh, it's been an interesting couple of months. Yeah, I'll join you on the pounds, but my wife's learned how to cut hair, to be honest. I'm looking very good. I wouldn't trust either. I wouldn't trust my wife or my three sons. They all, they all said they'd have a go, but I declined. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I did make I do the kids first, mind you, just to see, see yeah. how it panned out. Um, Duncan, of course, estate agents, letting agents were told they could go back to work. It was at the beginning of last week or a couple of weeks ago now. Um, I mean, can I have your thoughts on how that's actually going? Have people welcomed it and how you're managing the risks? I think it took us all a little bit by surprise when uh, it, it came uh, on the 13th of May. And uh, certainly as we stand today on the 22nd of May, there's very few estate agents offices that are open to the general public. I think uh, the majority of us are there in person and uh, trading from those offices but we're not physically open with the door we are by appointment so i think that's definitely um restricting our um uh, availability to the public as we are at the moment yeah and have you seen um i mean the phones start ringing within days you know because well you see we were never closed we we you know like all good estate agents there was no way that we could um, physically close uh, our lines to the hundreds of properties that we look after, both for sale, um, those that were in the pipeline, and those that are available to let, and of course those that we manage. We have a portfolio of over 100 houses that we manage. So we, we had a, a core of about five or six of us that were working uh, all the way through the lockdown, and uh, that was important. Okay. Have you, I mean, have you had requests for new valuations on properties where you've had to mask up and go up and go out and do <laughs> the, the, the first three, four weeks of our um, lockdown, we actually saw well over £10 million worth of sales being agreed. So actually, the initial stages of lockdown were very positive. Um, and they were people who had viewed before the closing time came in, and they were people who were negotiating on the final price and whether that was the house or that. But we were very um, pleased with the initial... Uh, confidence levels and as the market went on the first couple of weeks we did have completions they were committed they were exchanged and they were due in the diary um, and then the uh, removal company said that's it we're no longer doing any more and it was locked down and then there were after a period of five or six weeks a couple of family-run businesses who were self-isolating who wanted to take the opportunity to offer their services and so other companies uh, obviously wouldn't if they involved uh, people coming out of the, the policy of staying at home, which nobody wanted to encourage. But we did have one or two completions going through in more recent times where uh, the uh, buyers were committed and uh, exchange of contracts had already taken place. Um, but we were very pleased to see that um, there were, um, in effect, quite a few people who were still happy to proceed and, and uh, buy houses, even in a time um, when you know really they should be focusing on their health and staying in their homes but 
we don't we, we assume that there's a black and white with everything it's not always the case mm -hmm. um, people have dates when they had to be out of this country had to have a new job started had to um, you know sadly wind up in a state where the probate had been uh, so there were many mandatory situations where the buyer had to move out uh, tendencies were completing and finishing and they had to move so uh, for those that had discretion and that that's the majority by a long way they stayed put and I think everybody wanted to certain we as a company wanted to take that message of staying at home and stay safe and that's what we did and do you think the, the lock I mean obviously the lockdown isn't over by a long way yet but as we start to see the lockdown easing and again you guys are now open to different fashions as you speak to different agents but you know in theory you're allowed to open you're allowed to trade do you think the lockdown was long enough to kind of hurt the property market long term or do you think i, I think the, the, the physical period i think the physical period where the government said look you are all staying at home let's keep it that way it was was clear as we move away from the clarity of that and into this sort of gray area of how we trade and how we you know the, the three principles i have is look after my staff and my colleagues look after my clients and ensure whatever we do is fair and equitable uh and and uh you know we we've been following those principles very clearly um all our ppa kit will be in our offices by next tuesday so the offices will be more open to the public but only with the right protection and signage and screens and gloves and everything that we need to do that but I'm not convinced people are going to rush to come and see us. State agents aren't the most popular people anyway. You know, we're not, we're not going to get hung up about that. But you can communicate with us by email, you can communicate with us by uh, telephone, and that's the preferred method for all of us at the moment. The, the reality is that I, we're gauging at the moment that we think about a third or maybe 40% of people will allow a physical viewing for a home to let or a home for sale. Um, and that might be because they're not living there, it's empty anyway, or they're only partly living there. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, there could be many reasons why that's being uh, allowed. Um, for the majority of people, they're still very concerned. And the vulnerability and the uh, degree of concern is, is dictated by whether they would uh, entertain in any shape or form a viewing on their property. So, you know, we've overcome that. Every single property in our, our portfolio can be viewed remotely. We will arrange either a FaceTime call uh, where people will walk you through the house and that will be the owner physically taking you through yeah. the gardens, the grounds. We've uh, sent out details uh, to all of our clients as to how their phones work and what the best way is to stage a viewing. Um, or we have professional viewings already uh, carried out, virtual viewings which are recorded and filmed. And we're increasing on those uh, properties every day um, to give complete flexibility. Uh, we've got uh, standard videos at 150 pounds a go through to top of the range professional drone videos for a thousand pounds plus, which look amazing. Yeah. Um, we, we've got a virtual reality um, conference call next week with a company who are going to show us how they can glide in from satellite and you know <laughs> take you down into houses and Google Earth and all the rest of it. So you know everybody will have, and this is the bit we don't know, for how long they will have the opportunity and preference to view um, at a distance. 
Uh, and that's why we can't answer the question is what impact is it having on the housing yeah. market? We, we, we're not, we still have uh, over the majority of our um, employees furloughed because until we gauge how many people it needs to work the levels of business we have, then we can't bring everybody back um, you know, as much as we'd like to. Uh, my responsibility is to try and keep as many people employed by the company as possible. And it's terribly disheartening when you see the, the tragic news of Rolls-Royce and many other good quality first-class blue-chip employees, employers rather, um, having to let their employees go. And, you know, you can't see a way out of that problem. Uh, hopefully the housing market will bounce back. I mean, a lot of people think it will be a V, some think it might be a U, but, you know, we're hoping it will bounce back. And in time, a couple of months, well, that's kind of what we have over the run down to Christmas, end of November, all of December and part of January, that's a couple of months. So yeah. yes, what we've had to date, we can get over and we can bounce back and that's achievable. But how long will the existing conditions continue? And that's the bit we don't know. And that's the bit we're having to monitor and make it as simple as possible for people who want to move to do so. And don't consider it else that's cropped up, um, which doesn't immediately affect the property market but the universities are now seeming to move towards online courses rather than face-to-face -face. um there seems to be a bit of confusion as to whether that's online only and whether students are still expected to turn up at, at campus um but either way i mean it's it's it's, it's going to make some students less likely to travel for study over the next academic year do you think, I mean, Newcastle has a hell of a lot of students, a lot of student properties, a lot of businesses that rely on the money that students spend. I mean, what, what kind of impact could you see that have having on the area? Well, I very much hope that whatever impact in our regional capital and other regional capitals throughout the UK is a short-term one. Uh, I think the universities will do their best for <laughs> health and safety and they'll make decisions for online learning. But, you know, this whole idea of all of us living in a protective world and, 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 and you, know, have, you know, virtually coming back into uh, hibernation in our, in our homes, I, I really can't see it. And we, 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 we mustn't allow that to happen. We mustn't scare and frighten the public to such a degree that no one will come out. You know, there's lots of places in the world that I would like to go and see, and I can do so by video. I can read a book, I can get a virtual book, I can, do a, I can download a film on how beautiful Sydney is or Cape Town is, but it'll never replace going there, being there, smelling and seeing it. And, and, and when it comes to your final student life and university, you can never replace being there and being part of it because as an employer, I don't purely want somebody who has an academic ability, I want somebody who can speak. I want somebody who can be a team leader. I want somebody who will be part of a team. And you can't learn that skill sitting by yourself in front of a computer in your home. You have to interact. So your interaction is a huge part of your final education and university life is more than just the physical academia point of view. And so I hope if um, universities are having to put in a short-term measure, then that will be very much short-term and they'll, gain, they'll be able to bounce back and, and reading up and seeing what the universities are react, reactions been, I think they agree with that. I mean, they still intend on doing interviews for applicants for next 2021 uh, uh, year. And uh, they're still very keen to, to bring 
the large number and the important number you talk about of international students, they are a considerable number at Tyneside. And, uh, and any regional capital will feel the same way. So we, we do want those students back into the Northeast um, because of the impact that you say could create, you know, in the housing front. But I, I really do think people will want to be here. Good. Well, thanks for that. I thought it was important just to get a, a, a brief update on where we are. Um, is there anything else that you want to just throw out there, or throw the under? I, I think you know, the, about that, but... the, you know the housing markets had a really turbulent time since two thousand and seven and the financial crash, and two thousand and fourteen saw a little bit of confidence, and then the Brexit and election the issue came in and out for the following five years. Um, 2019, 2020 was the best start that we've had since 2006. I mean, 14 years had passed. Confidence was high. Our figures were 28% up year on year. A lot of people want to move. And there was a great demand for people to move, not just for uh, their own um, personal reasons, but because they've been restrained in many respects by finance, by um, values, by lack of choice. Uh, the builders are building. We've got some fantastic new home sites that are coming out of the ground. And we've got show homes from early June being launched, uh, which will be great. And, you know, they're brand new homes. Nobody's lived there, so the, the, the virus doesn't exist in them. And, you know, you, you can go and view a, a, a new home. I think that's quite important because uh, we will have very stringent PPE measures in place and uh, the choice is going to be there for you to go and see these properties. And they're vital to the economy. Builders must get back building, constructing. Uh, the, the, the choice availability, the supply chain of housing will create a, a much needed uh, factor in the economic um, scale of supply and demand um, because people um, are not uh, able to have enough choice and that's why we've seen rents rise because demand far outstrips supply and that's why in some cases um, housing inflation has taken place as well because we've been very short of stock. So we, we don't want to scare people, we want the people to feel safe and that's the most important thing. So we as a, as a business have to make sure that the viewing of houses, the purchase of a house, and the transaction of moving houses is as safe as possible. And I think when you look at all the different people involved, be it the removal company or the building society surveyor inspecting the house, us as our initial valuers, we can do that. We have the ability to make that transition quite um, straightforward and yeah. very safe. And that's what we want to do. And I hope that we don't scare ourselves and, uh, and uh, you know, I hope that the, the, the spike doesn't come back for a second time. Uh, you know, we must do our very best, but we must also continue to live. Yeah. Uh, we can't scare each other into hibernation. Well said. Okay, thank you very much, Duncan. I appreciate your time. My pleasure. Good to speak to you. Thanks very much. Yeah, see you again. Thanks.